Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. All right, Treacle. Hello and welcome to From Dale Square to Where, uh, an extra special episode. We've got a special guest with us today, uh, and Graham as well. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Graham, Ricks, very nice to uh, have you on board. Thank you ever so much for agreeing to come on. Uh, you're welcome, Andrew. Hi, guys. How are we doing? Yeah, oh, with face, us, right? we've got, got lead judges. Welcome. You're right, Lee. Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. I'm all good. Can't complain. Fantastic. Despite the uh, the, the form that Arsenal are in currently, but we're not, we're not talking about that tonight. We're talking no, about the great man here. And Melvin, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. I love these weekends. Yeah, me too. Andrew, me too. It's a... Every now and then, I can't hear you, buddy. Really? Do you stick? It's a... Every now and then, I can't hear you, buddy. Really? Can you stick your earbuds in? You can't hear that, can, can you? Can you? You talk to him, Melvin. Ask to see if he can hear you. He's can you hear me, Graham? Me. Graham, can you hear me? I can, mate. Yeah. Right. Can you? Have you got earbuds put in on anything like that? Is earphones it? or something? See, so you didn't tell me. If he can hear us, then you, Andrew. I know. Well, I can't understand why he can't hear me, but he can hear you two. Anyway. He's had three months to sort this out, and he ain't going to hear <laughs> Three <laughs> months. I haven't. Okay, well, oh, can right. you... Oh, we I, get yeah, we'll have, to, uh, we'll have to just carry on. Sorry, guys. Um, I can can hear you Melvin. hear me anyway, Greg? Well, you're going to have to do all the talking and Melvin and Lee. Anyway, oh, listen, guys. If you've got a problem hearing, uh, if Graham's got a obviously problem hearing me, I don't understand what the, what the situation is. Um, but we've obviously got uh, a, a, you know a good bit amount of time with Graham. I mean, there's so many things that we want to talk about. And I know, but I'll go to you firstly. Yeah. See if uh, Graham can hear you. You can't. Um, I think Graham can hear me yet. I mean, what you are, you said about uh, you know a few questions you you know you'd love to to be able to ask Graham you know, no, about listen. the. the uh, Semi five. There's so many things, uh, Lee. You know, have a if you talk to to Graham at this stage, and what I might do, drop out and come back okay. in to see if it solves my problem. Okay, no worries. Graham, can you hear me? All right. Yes, I can, mate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But just like, I'll just just take over why why Andrew tries to sort himself out. Like for no, me, growing up, as a, can't hear me now. Like it's a joke. Oh God. I don't, can Am you hear me, Graham? Speak to me. Can you, yeah, Graham, can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can, mate. Clear as a bell. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Oh, that's good. Like, you know, like growing up as a kid, um, you know, the, the, the FA Cup finals of 78, 79, and 80 obviously like ring true to a lot of Arsenal, the old school Arsenal fans. Like, you know, of course, obviously, you wasn't involved at, well, you was, but you was left out of the, the 78 one and um, the disappointment of that to come back into the 79 one. What was it like 
being left out of that first one and then to come back into the second one and, and do what you did because you, you starred in the second you one, know, of course. You know, ultimately, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I see the things that happen today and if a lad gets pulled off as a sub for a substitute, he walks off the pitch, he's all sulking and, you know, he's giving it, oh, you know, oh, what's up? I played 38 out of 42 league yeah. games that year. Wow. In 78. And I scored in the semi-final against Orient. That's right, yeah, and correct. two days before the final, Terry Neal and Donnell called me in the office. And don't forget, I was, I think I was just 20. I was just 20. He called me in the office and he said, we're not playing yet. We're playing uh, Alan Sunland and Malcolm McDonald and Alan Hudson. Because there was like four of us going for three spots. Mate, I, I, I cried in front of him. And I came out of the office and I had to walk through the treatment room. And Liam was having treatment on his ankle at the time. And he looked at me and I just, I just shook my head and he could tell I was crying. And I cried all the way home and I cried all that night because oh, as a young lad of 1920, all you ever dream mm. about is getting into a, a first team, but then playing in a cup final. How many chances do you get to play in a cup final? I didn't know I was going to play in another couple. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. It, uh, it, it devastated me and, and I was so disappointed, but in a, in a perverse sort of way, it, it was quite good for me because when I was there, I was under no pressure on the day because I was sub. So it wasn't like, oh, you know, I've got to do this, I've got to do I was, I was quite cool about it and I took in the atmosphere and I really enjoyed it because I thought, well, I'm going to be sitting on the bench. Okay, I got on for 20-odd minutes or whatever it was. <clears throat> and this always sticks in my mind. We had a meeting on the Monday because we were all devastated. We were rubbish on the day, rubbish against mm. Ipswich. And uh, Alan Hudson, bless him, he'd obviously had a party from Saturday night through to Monday morning, I think, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, he played hell. He said, that boy should have been playing. It's a joke. You picked the wrong team. He should have been playing. And, and you know, that gave me a huge boost as a young lad. Uh but in a perverse sort of way, it helped me, you know, because the following year I was I was ready and nothing was too big for me. I was I was ready to accept the occasion. So yeah, but that's a that's a great story. A great story, yeah. Like you know, because I, I remember that the press was saying at the time it was very harsh for you to be left out and everything, and um, uh, and, and like my dad was a. Was, was used to go to the game. Says I can't believe like Rixie's been left out of this team, and everybody was like a little bit miffed by it, weren't they at the time? When when you scored that goal in the semi final against the Orient, Graham, I think you're the only person to actually have a shot on target because two of Malcolm's goals weren't even going in. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> Malcolm McDonald hit two shots? They were going on the corner flag, and they got deflected. Both of them. Yeah. It did. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think I, if I remember correctly, it was a long time ago, obviously, but I think I ran from about the halfway line and beat a couple of lads. Keepers, you did a one-two as well, I think, honest. Graham, if I remember correctly. One-two, I think you might have played before you actually put stuck it away. I think so, yeah. Okay. The Stanford Bridge, wasn't it? Yeah. 
Good. Great days. Yes, it great was old days. Days. Well, they, they were great. For, for a young kid to be involved in that, you know, in his first season was sensational for me. Sensational. What was it like playing in that, that team? can't always hear you guys. Yeah. All right. So what was it like playing in that team? Yeah, in, with that team, with like the Liam Brady's, Frank Stapleton's. I think, I think the fact that most of us had come through the ranks together to a certain yeah. extent. Stapleton, you know, what a great player. For me, yeah. he was a great player playing with Frank. Uh, obviously, Liam. But then the, on the periphery of that, there was lads like Dave Price, uh, Richie Powlin had come through the ranks. Uh, Wilf Rostrum was there or thereabouts. Trevor Ross was there or thereabouts. So, Johnny Matthews. We, we had that core of lads who'd, been, who'd come through the ranks together. And we weren't, we weren't the finished article, but we had enough about us to do well in the cup, for example, we weren't quite ready to win the league and all that business. We needed a few more players. I think everybody would agree with that, but we had a real togetherness, you know, and unlike to, unlike today's players, present day players, when we finished a game on a Saturday, we went out together. You know, we, we would go down a, a pub in, either in Islington or in Southgate or wherever it was. And there'd be eight or nine of us. And then the wives had come out to meet us. And then we went out as a group. I'm not sure that happens anymore. We had a fantastic, fantastic team spirit amongst us. We really did. And, and really, I think the club missed a trick because they did have some good young players at that time. Dave O'Leary, obviously. Frank Stapleton, Liam Brady, myself, John Devine. We had a really good nuclear. Mm. And they should have added to that. They should have added to it to make us be able to compete with Liverpool, who were the kings at the time. And instead, they'd let Liam Brady leave. They'd let Frank Stapleton leave. And as a player, as a player in that era, that was such a, such a kick in the teeth. And I'm not being disrespectful to the boys that they brought in, but nah. they were never going to be as good as, as Frank Stapleton and Liam Brady. They weren't. They were world-class players. It, so it was a kick player, in the teeth. That, that was really tough. It was a kick in the teeth for you, Graham. It was a kick in the teeth for us fans as well, like, you know, just having that success that we had. And that was, that was a poignant thing. Did, did you feel let down by that? Because obviously you had to take over the mantle for that. A lot of pressure coming on to you because of that. Especially when Liam left, well, it was like sort of went on to your yeah. People have asked oh. me that, and 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 I my answer to that was I didn't really feel under any pressure taking over from Liam, but the difference was, and I'm not being bigheaded when I say this, guys, but Liam had me to play with, he had Frank Stapleton to play with. So the, the the more players you've you've got around Fair you who know what they're doing, the easier it is. You know what I mean? So yeah. I mean when I think that Liam left to go to Juventus and he did great, don't get me wrong, but wow, you know, we could have developed over the years into into God knows what really. Seriously. Yeah. 100%. We could have really what, what? 
But within that team, Graham, within that team, you had a great, you had a lot of partnerships. There was you and Liam's partnership. There was Stapleton and Sunderland yeah. we had. We had uh, yeah. Pat Rice and Nelson. They were terrific fullbacks. And the centre-halves, I never thought I'd say it. When he first signed for us, Willie Young, no no Arsenal supporter wanted him <laughs> for two reasons. Number one, he was Spurs. Yeah. And number two, he was. we didn't think he was very good, to be honest with you. But he was such yeah. a good player for us. Him and David O'Leary was two opposites as centre-halves go. But they worked so well together, didn't they? Absolutely. You know, I mean... In those days, obviously, it was 4-4-2 and that's what it was all about. Your little partnerships all around the pitch. And Willie, Willie would head anything. Whereas Dave O'Leary was as quick as you like. He was the quickest at the club, Dave. I'm telling you. Mm. Uh, he was so speedy and he'd read the situation. Myself and Liam always used to give Sammy stick. Sammy Nelson, I mean, that goes without saying, doesn't it? You know what I mean? <laughs> we always told him he couldn't play. <laughs> You're rubbish, Sam. You're rubbish. Just tackle and give it to us. We, we hammered him, mate. <laughs> but but uh, I, I, think, I think Alan Sunderland was a really underrated footballer. You know, he was, he, he was quick, he was clever, he was intelligent in his movement. He was, he was a he good was player a Sunday, good and him and Stapleton were a, a very good partner. So was that a, a, an awkward situation with uh, Malcolm McDonald? Because obviously Malcolm McDonald was probably in front of uh, Frank at the time, and then like, like I, I can I remember Frank was sort of like wearing a number ten sometimes, then a number nine coming in. Then obviously Malcolm got injured, and that really led the way for Frank then, didn't it? And it was no turning back then, was there between them two? Yeah, I think, I mean, Frank, to be fair to him, is, is a, I think he might be a year older than me, Frank. And when I played with him in the youth team and the reserves, he, he wasn't the best footballer by any means. But, oh, my God, he could run, he'd chase everything. He was great in the air, he was a great target. And, and I always use Frank, even now when I speak to younger players, if they can remember Frank Sable. Than that is, but I always I always use him as an example. He got in the first team at 19, I think he was, and he realised he needed to be better. So even though he was in the first team and playing in front of 40,000 every week, he knew that wasn't enough for him. And he was back three times a week in the afternoon with a ball in the old gym at uh, Highbury, kicking it against the wall, making his technique better not being satisfied with just being in the first team. And I, I think that speaks volumes about Frank Stapleton. You yeah. know what I mean? What sort of character he was, what drove him. And I mean, you know, he used to do things eventually that I thought, oh my God, Frank, there's no way you could have done that at 18, 19, mate. So I've got nothing but respect for Frank. And, and uh, Malcolm was obviously very unfortunate to get injured to swear on this program Andrew yeah of yeah. course because yeah. I've got a little story about Super Mac you can hear yeah me? swear away <laughs> 100% yeah 100% so when I was a young kid I was about 17 
and we were at London Coney and all the lads used to eat together. So as an event, as a YGS boy, you could find yourself next to Alan Ball or Frank McClintock or John Radford or you know, anybody, Geordie Armstrong. They just treated you like anybody else. Well, we just signed Malcolm McDonald for 333,333 pence, yeah? Mm. And, uh, yeah. Recurring. I was injured. <laughs> so I went in for my dinner in, in the hall and John Radford was there. John Radford walked in and John Radford lived three miles from where I come from in, up, up in Yorkshire. So he knew exactly where I lived and the village and all that. And all the time, he'd always say to me, where is he come from, Rico? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I sat next to him and I thought, what an opportunity. What an opportunity to glean John Radford's mind. So I went, hello, John. And he went, all right, Rico. And then he went, I said, been doing this morning. He said, We've been practicing free kicks. I went, oh, really? How does it go? I thought, what an opportunity this is to get something from a top-class player. So I said, how does it go, John? He said, well, we get a free kick about 20 yards out, and I get ball, and they make a wall, and I put ball down, and I have a look, and then Malcolm says, Fuck off, Raddy. I'm taking it. <laughs> <laughs> there's a guys. I don't know if it, Greg. Can you hear me now or not? Oh, there's too <laughs> delay here. There's too big a delay. No, guys. Can you oh, in the um, yeah so, chat uh, there? There's a there's a question from Richard. Can you ask that? And I think the club should have done more definitely in the late seventies to make us a real force, a real force. <laughs> Graham, someone's just asked a question on the chat. Um, Am I allowed to ask... swear like that? Yeah, yeah, of course you are. Yeah, yeah no right. problem. Sorry, mate. Someone on the chat just asked, can you ask Graham about Alan Sunderland? I heard he was a prickly character. Is that true or not? A prickly character? Yeah. <clears throat> nah. It was a great it really was. And obviously, uh, we signed him from Wolverhampton and he kept, he drove down to the, the training ground out at London Colney for his first day there. And uh, he said, me, me and Liam were chatting to him afterwards over lunch. And we said, where are you staying out? And he said, oh, West Lodge Park in Cockfosters. So we said, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll show you the way. Because he didn't know the way. So he followed us in his car. And as we were getting near Cockfosters, we told him to go left down this road. <laughs> it was just a country layer to nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> so he went along that lane for about a mile and a half. So it was a bit prickly the next day. Yeah, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> he was a great player. I still, think... <laughs> I still touch base with Sunday. I mean, regular, you know, messaging and making sure he's okay. Because he went to Malta 
God, it must be about 30 years ago. So, you know, he's a, he's a great lad, Sunday. Great lad. No, that's good to hear. That's good to hear, like, you know. So, Guys, um, I've, uh, I've just uh, dropped a, uh, in the private chat as well. I'm sorry I'm having to do this. I don't understand why Graham can't hear me, but uh, it's a yeah. bit annoying for me. But there you go. There's a question in the private chat as well. Is that right, Melvin? Right, considering your England career, etc., where does Brady rank rank among the best midfielders you've played with? How good was Liam, in other words? You know, sir. Is a special player about that. I played with him about three which which was a bit of a one really you know to what we could have achieved and it's quite interesting because I, I showed my wife the other day he sent me a whatsapp message and the photograph on his whatsapp is him playing for Juventus against me playing for Arsenal we had a pre-season game and and it's me and him me and my Arsenal kit and him and his Juventus kit on his WhatsApp. That means a lot to me. That uh, He was a great player. He couldn't head it. He couldn't tackle. He couldn't kick it with his right foot. But, oh, my God, everything else he could do really well. It was unbelievable. And a match winner, you know. Can you imagine in today's game how, how he'd be in today's game? Oh. Not allowed to kick in great pitches, you know, mate. How we could do with him now? I don't think there's an Arsenal side. I played with some good players in the England setup. You know, Mm. I'm not saying they were Brady. They were different. Who else was? Who who else would compare? You know, I think we'd all agree that uh, Brian Robson was certainly a very effective midfield player for Manchester United and England. Uh, Ray Wilkins, bless him, is a super footballer, you know, and, and Glenn Hoddle, I know you probably don't want to hear that, but, you know, he could play the lads, there's no <laughs> doubt about it. It was a rumours that you was good friends with Glenn Hoddle, is that correct? Melvin, just because I said Glenn Hoddle. <laughs> he, he worked with him, worked with Glenn Hoddle. You, you were friends yeah, with Glenn Hoddle. Players. Massive. Yeah, I was surprised, yeah. I went into a pub. And you were with there was some something asked some Arsenal game. I don't know no, why I got invited. I got invited and you were with, I couldn't believe you were with Hoddle because it was a rivalry then, wasn't it? All the Arsenal fans going, Rixie is better, better than Hoddle. And we, I didn't realize a lot of my friends didn't realize how how close you know you were actually having a drink. And I thought, that's a bit strange. You know, you think you get in your mind about rivalries, but they don't really exist. It's respect, isn't it, as well. You know something, Melvin, we we didn't know each other because obviously he's a he's a London lad and I'm a northern boy. And when we were both 17, we went to the England under 18 get together and didn't know him. But after training had finished, I stayed out to do just a little bit extra with a ball and practice whatever I was in at the time. And so did Glenn. We were the only two who stayed out. So we were pinging balls and cutting them and bending them this way, that way, and just getting better at what we've done. And from day, we, we hit it off. We were massive buddies. And although there was this rivalry, 
between Arsenal and Tottenham, quite often, I shouldn't say this, but quite often, we'd be out on a Thursday night having a beer together and on the Saturday, we'd be lining up against each other. And there'd be 60,000 at Highbury and they'd be going, oh, snow, top, no, oh, snow, top, no. And Rice, you'd be coming round saying, fucking camel. He was off me, and we just like, shoulder. Oh, oh, it's a shame about the uh, so, connection. Oh, Melton, that suit was there. <laughs> yeah. So, Oh, uh, yeah, we're massive buddies, still are. Well, that's great. Can you ask that? There's a question from Miss Molina in the uh, chat as well, saying, um, what's uh, Graham's favourite all-time memory at Arsenal? If you could ask that. Debut, when he scored. Does that help you along, Graham? He, he can't hear me, can he? So, can you ask that question? Sorry? Yeah. What is your... All-time favourite memory at Arsenal, Graham. Oh, my God. Uh, Do you know how difficult that is to answer? <laughs> there's, there's, there's so many, so many things that, that happened to me in my time there. Seriously, that, that is... Really can't pinpoint only about the football and the matches and and the cups and doing this and doing that. It's about the relationships you build up. Over, you know, I was going there when I was like thirteen, so I knew all the electricians at Highbury, all the plumbers, the laundry lay. I knew everybody at Highbury, and I always had an integral part of the football club. So to pick one moment, really, I, 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 I think football-wise, I think it was probably, I'd, I'd probably have to say winning the FA Cup in second, but not football-wise. I think being, I was really touched that when I left Arsenal. When I was third, the guys who, the stewards on the big green gates, Highbury, that was in the car park, leading into the car park, they gave me a beautiful brass cannon on a wooden plinth, and it said to Rixie from Fed and Boys on the Gate. And that, wow. that got me. Do you know what I mean? They, mm. they didn't have to do that. They, nah. I didn't see him every day, but for them to acknowledge that every time I drove in, hey, Fred, hey, guys, how you doing? For them to acknowledge that, that's, yeah. that touched me big time. Big time. Can, can you um, ask Graham as well? I'm a softie. <laughs> someone said in with... the chat, someone said in the chat, which is a good thing, right? I, I think this is one of my favourite goals that you ever scored was against Leeds, obviously. Do you remember that last... The Leeds scored in the 92nd minute, I think, and then you, you got a free kick yes. in the last... 
Like, that that was, was sensational free kick. That was a game that must live in the memory, being from Yorkshire as well, put, doing that against Leeds as well. Like, I, I remember that when like, they scored. Now. I'm going to ask you now. Okay? Go on. I'm going to ask you now. I had gone the same netting, what would you have showered at me? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know, like, I mean, it was like, uh, well, I thought we, to be honest, I thought we was out, you know what I mean? We, we was we was a goal down with seconds to go. And and, and I remember, I, I remember the pitch weren't the greatest, was it? And like, what's he doing going to hit from 35 yards here? But when it went in, it was, it was no. an unbelievable free kick, unbelievable free kick. I think like, uh, I think it was a midweek game, so it weren't on telly and things I, like that. And a lot of people missed that, Graham, but it was a sensational goal. I can't believe John Lukic was in... Yeah, yeah. John, John Lukic was in goal for Leeds. Yeah, that's right, he was. Kenny Sanson was stood next to me, and he went... And he went, what do you think? I went, Ken, have a look where the keeper is. And he went, he's out of his goals. I went, yeah. So, all the big guys, O'Leary and Young and whoever we had, whoever it was, and I waved them further away, you know, as if say to the keeper, I'm really hitting it over there. He, bless him, hits a few more yards, right? So, I just pretended and I'd just give him the eyes a little bit and it went in. And I can't believe signed him the following year. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got to ask this this question. This is a question from me. Obviously, like we had a little bit of the doldrums from obviously Liam Brady. Brilliant one, that is. Liam Brady leaving and then obviously Frank Stapleton. What was it like when Charlie Nicholas signed? Because I I think that was a big thing for Arsenal. He was like um Everybody was sort of wanting him and everything like that, and Arsenal got him, and it, it was a big, big coup for the club to get to get somebody like that stature. What was it like when he came to the to the club? Uh, yeah, because uh, if I remember correctly, everybody thought he was going to go to Liverpool. They thought it was right. nailed on that he was going to go to Liverpool. Or United, and obviously. Or United, but I mean, anyone who scores 48 goals in a season at whatever level, that takes some doing. So he obviously had something, the kid. He came down. I mean, he could obviously play. He had this charisma about him. I think I was captain at the time. And he came in and he was larger than life. And, you know, it was... It was he was a great lad, but we could tell he was a little bit Jack the Lad, needed pulling down a peg or two. So, for the first two or three weeks that he was at the club, every day we'd open up the Daily Star or whatever, and it'd be seven feather, uh, pace, seven feather, and it'd be Charlie with a cowboy hat on and a pair of six guns and a couple of birds next to him. <laughs> and all the lads are going, oh, Rick Alves about it. The following being like, you know, got a safari hat on or something, you know, with a couple of birds. So I pulled him. I had to pull him. I was a skipper. I just went, Charlie, 
stop all that rubbish. Stop all that rubbish. You've got to play your football. You've got to show people what you can do. You've got to show the lads what you can do. And then when you've done that, then you can go and do what you want. And he went, fair comment. No more photographs in the newspaper. Great lad, Charlie. Great, great lad. And really, I, I, wish, he'd, I wish he'd played, with all due respect to the boys, but I wish he'd played in a better Arsenal team. Because I yeah. think he was sensational. Definitely. I really yeah, do. Definitely. His, yeah. his close control was superb. And what made him a favourite, apart from anything else, was he always scored against Spurs, scored some classics <laughs> against Spurs, and in the League Cup final. You know, they, they, they yeah. always be remembered for that, apart from anything else. He lifted yeah. the club when he first came, definitely. Yeah, he did. Because that, that was a good time for us. I think 84, when Paul Mariner come, because you had Paul Mariner. Oh, I did. I uh, mean, that was... Uh, uh, Tony 84, 84, 85, yeah. It was a good good team, mm. that was. It was a really entertaining Charlie team to Dickens. watch, that was. I used to Charlie, like Tony Woodcock. He was good. Tony Woodcock, yeah, Paul Mariner and yourself. That was a real quartet of quality, that was. Was Steve Williams in that team? Lee, or was he a bit later? I think he came just a little bit yeah, later, but Stuart Robson was well. Yes, he was. Yeah, I think Stuart Robson, who was a brilliant midfield player until he got injured injuries, but like yeah, it was Robert, a real good midfield. Kenny yeah, Johnson, Paul Davis. Yeah. Paul Davis was around then as well. Paul Davis he? was coming through as well. Yeah, so it was a really, it was a really entertaining Hockey, team. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, yeah, so that was a really entertaining team, and didn't win nothing. Now we got, I think, got to the quarterfinals of a, the FA Cup and I, whatever. I don't but... know about you guys. I'm slinging one to you guys now. I'm slinging one to you. All right. Go on. I miss Highbury. Oh, don't, yeah. God, yeah, don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> Listen, it's a, my my grand, my family. Um, is mixed between Arsenal and Spurs. My my, grand, my mum's side were all Arsenal, and my dad's side were uh, my mum's side were all Tottenham. My dad's side were all Arsenal, and the, the, I used to go to Arsenal one week, Spurs the next as a kid. But the one thing that made me go to Arsenal, two things, was the red and white shirts and Highbury, and it was Highbury. It was just you know the no the floodlights were on the roofs. It was just different. It was just something spectacular about the place. I think it's the most be beautiful stadium in the world. I, I do uh, honestly. And then, then they, took it away, they took it away from us, you know. And a, uh, night, a night game at Highbury took a bit of yeah. a We, Our family, I used to go meet my father and my uncle and a cousin used to come with us every week. You know, I was the youngest of the lot. And we used to go out there. We used to stand outside the, where the players come out, the marble halls. And the players used to mix with everyone. They used to come out. Yeah. And one of the players might say to someone, oh, so-and-so's not playing today. Right? They go, oh, really, really? You know, and all that. It was just, it was fantastic. The Amazing. whole build-up was so, so good. And you felt part of it at Highbury for some reason, you know. The whole thing was absolutely brilliant. And I do miss it. I went there. I used to go there from, I suppose, 63. Yeah. I started going yeah. all this, right? And I loved it. I mean, even if we're playing poorly, we, you know, we I, were doing very well. And whatever was going on, I was looking forward to going to every single game, which I can't stand mm. at the moment. Me yeah. too. The other great thing, the last game of the season, mm. they used to let you on the pitch. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. You could mm. walk on the pitch and like, mm. and just like, it was a, it's a wonderful yeah. place, wonderful place. You know, obviously to, to play football on there would have been unbelievable, but to, even just to watch it and be a part of it, unbelievable. And also, can you ask, uh, good, 
the half time <laughs> things with the letters. Everyone used to, you know, with Spurs were playing, get their score first. Yeah, put the mm. old letters in with a, That was so funny. You think, oh no, that's first goal to goal and things like that. It was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> and the band going up and down the yeah, pitch really before the game. Well, the old band. Do you remember the band used to come round and he always he always used to throw the old baton up in in the north bank and I was always that's desperate. It, for him. <laughs> <laughs> it was Morgan, wasn't it? Lee? Was his name Morgan <laughs> or something? Something oh, like Morgan. that, yeah. yeah. Morgan, oh, so it, was just, well, it, was, it was just class. It was just class was. about. He was the guy who sang. That's yeah. it. Oh, Do you remember the guy that walked around selling monkey nuts? The old peanuts. <laughs> so yeah, outside as well. Fantastic. Just yeah. yeah. much yeah. if you get outside and also peanuts. Listen, guy, can you ask Graham about the World Cup in 1982? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great just place. to change it from it? from the Arsenal game to the World Cup in to the World Cup in '82, because obviously you was um, big part of that '82 World Cup team, and um, not only was it a good World Cup for us, it was uh, we had the best the best song ever, the, the song that was going there, and and the iconic kits, and we we had a good World Cup, you know, bit bit unlucky like to to get knocked out. How was your, how was your feelings of the World Cup? I, I remember that's my first real World Cup as a kid, and you and um, Kenny you know, being a part uh, of it was I, massive. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm the same. I don't know how old you guys are, but I'm the same as any kid growing up in era. You know, the, I remember the first time I saw Johan Cruyff do the Cruyff turn. That, that blew me mind. So, so these iconic moments in World Cups. So to be part of it was beyond my wildest dreams. And it's funny how it happened because I was in and out of the England team and the last game, or one of the last games, the last game at Wembley before the World Cup, uh, Holland and we trained in the morning and then we had lunch then we went back to our rooms for a sleep and I was sharing with Kenny Sansom and I said Ken I don't think I'm going to be going to the World Cup you know he's playing Alan Devonshire tonight so it looks like I'm, you know, I'm going to miss out and he went you never know Rico you never know Sam you never know so anyway we go to the Wembley and uh, the play in Holland and Alan Devonshire. I mean, I love Dev. What a footballer he was, best damn And he had an absolute nightmare. He had a nightmare, Dev. And just before half time, Ron Green, at half time, look, you're going on for Dev. I went, all oh, right, okay. So I went on the pitch and warmed up and blah, blah, blah. I went back to the changing room, put my shimpers on and, and all lads are coming over saying, good luck, Rico, you know, look, son, good luck. And Alan Devonshire actually said to me, good luck. And I think that speaks volumes for what kind of bloke he was. You know, he said, mm. good luck, mate, knowing that if I played well. Anyway, I did play quite well. And we ended up winning 2-0 and I had a hand in one of the goals. And as the final whistle went, as we were walking off towards the tunnel, Ron Greenwood put his arm around me and he said, do you know what you've just done, son? I said, no, boss. He said, you've just put your ticket to Spain. 
So I, I wow. knew oh, before wow. anybody yeah. else yeah. that I was fine. So I'd gone from a 22-man squad. I'd gone from number 27 straight into 22. <laughs> so I was so excited. And so then I went over there not expecting to play. You know, Kins, Robson, uh, Brooking, Cole. You know, they were the four, really. We got out there and, and uh, Trevor Brooking, bless him, was injured. So I had to play and I played every and I absolutely loved it. And and the, the biggest memory for me in that is, is actually the first game in Bilbao. I don't know how many were there that day. There was thousands of English fans. Oh my God, it was unbelievable. I think that was the first World Cup we've been in since 1970, was it, or something? We were yeah, there in the yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 first cup yeah. since 1960. So, so there was thousands there, and we played France, and they had you know, Platini, Dress, DSCs, Roche. They had so many superstar players, and we hammered them. And we hammered them. Sticks in my well for it because. When I left Arsenal and went to play in France, I bumped into Michel Platini at a game. And he went, ah, you know, in his French, bonjour, Monsieur Rix, blah, blah, blah. And he went, ah, bloody Rob. <laughs> I thought he was French, not Pakistani. Because we were at him all the time. <laughs> Beat him 3-1. So, to go there and play every game was honestly a experience for me I learned so much brilliant Brilliant. it's hard it's hard because you're away and it's you know the best England kits of all time six seven weeks and it's it's a it's a tough slap but now when they're playing that national anthem and there's 15,000 fans in Bilbao singing Yeah, yeah quality Probably. I just I've got to ask a question, Graham. Um, it, when it when it come to an end at Arsenal with George Graham, because what was it like when George Graham came in? Because obviously he, he wanted to get rid of the old guard, didn't he? he? Wanted the young guys coming in. Did you did you find that tough to to take, or was there there an acceptance that the time was ready to leave Arsenal? You know well, really, I. When I was about 25, this is always a big regret of mine to a certain extent. When I was about 25, 26, I had a really bad Achilles tendon injury. And Mm. although I was in pain, they couldn't find anything. And in all seriousness, I played for 18 months in the first team. Without ever training, I'd play on a Saturday, rest Sunday, Monday, maybe play Tuesday. It's just on the back. Never trained. I got a bus to go into a dressing room for games, limping. I was limping. I, I just wasn't. And 18 months. And really, I didn't play great. It affected me form, there's no doubt about that. And I drifted away from the England team, which pointed me. 
George came, his first year, I was in his team. And I was playing really well. I was enjoying him. We were hard, disciplined, good team. I thought, here we go. And I got injured after about 12 games. Achilles tendon operation. Missed the season. With me, the following season, I was in his team again. Played about 15 games. Did my other Achilles tendon, another operation. Missed the rest of the season. So he said to me, Graham, I love you. And if you were fit, you'd be team. He said, but in the last two years, you played 30 games. And we're paying you a few quid. And, and I can't afford to keep you. But go on, we transfer. And it absolutely devastated me. But a bit like when Terry and Don told me I wasn't playing in the 78 Cup final, it devastated me. But you brush yourself off and go, OK, what's next? I've got to show people. And how, how and, come uh, you went to France? I was lucky enough to find this club in France and I went over there and had the, to be honest with you, probably the best three years of life over there. The ball, the way of life, the way people treated me. Uh, honestly, the football I played, I played well. I loved it. And even now, I go back there 30 odd years later. Oh my God, it's great. For a Yorkshireman not to have to buy a drink, that is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I think I seem to remember that he, yeah, there was offers in the uh, first division. Like, I think it was. Um, I don't so, know, yeah, no, no problem with George. And I'm glad they had the success. I was actually there at Anfield in 89, although I'd left the club. I flew back from France oh, wow. with wow. the president of the club, the director sportif of the club, the coach of the club, and me and Brian Steen, who was playing out there with me. And me and Steeny, me and Brian Steen sat behind the goal where Mickey Thomas scored. Amazing. Wow, Amazing. Amazing. It was about three minutes left, and I was sat near Niall Quinn. I was sat with Niall Quinn, who was not involved. And he said to me, he went, Nico, if you want to dress him, we better go now, because they're not the lads it ain't gonna happen from I can tell it's not gonna happen. <laughs> so we started walking, we jumped over the wall and started walking around. And actually at the corner flag when Mickey ran through and knocked it in the net. And me, me and Quinny were jumping up and down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were, they were still all my boys, you know what I mean? Rocky and Mickey yeah. Thomas and all, all that lot. They were, they were still my lads. And, uh, uh, I was jumping up and down. Anyway, I, I get to the tunnel and the final whistle goes and there's this lad, a grown man in his, in his late 30s, with a white scarf around his neck, he's crying. And I went, don't keep crying, mate. You know, you've won it enough times, you guys. And he went, I'm not Liverpool. I went, oh. <laughs> God. It's so annoying this is. I can't, so, I can't say tough. But even 
wasn't there. I'm going to send a private message. I was there Have a look. In that day. Definitely, definitely. Graham, um, how many players, not just Arsenal, but we were talking about Arsenal of today, would go back to their club 15 years later? To watch them play a very important game yeah. i don't think we'd have it honestly i don't think it'd happen and that's the difference today's footballers are so different i mean you know I've, over the years i'm lucky enough to have met a few and they're just down to earth guys yeah. you know what i mean yeah. but you the ones i wouldn't be in the same company with the ones now different circles if you like even if i did bump into them in somewhere I'd, I'd feel a little bit no i don't feel right you know but years ago if you Happened to bump into one, it was like yeah. fantastic. We, we, we would Absolutely just, we were just ordinary lads. You know, we were getting well paid. We didn't get well paid, we did. But we weren't doing it for that reason. We were doing it because A, we wanted to play in front of thousands of people. That that was a big draw show what we could do wanted to have glory with your team playing cup finals win leagues whatever play for your country it wasn't about what car you drove or how many twitter followers you got it wasn't like that we, yeah. we i lived in in southgate winchmore hill nearly all my career and i knew everybody there was tottenham fans i used to stop and chat to because you were just part of the furniture and everybody was in it together and now it's just it's a totally different world and I, uh, if i was a football fan a real follower i'd, I'd find it hard today because I'd, I'd find it hard to relate to the players yeah 100 i get upset I've said this before, I'm going to repeat myself, not for the last time, that when you see players come off a coach with their sunglasses on, their headphones in, head down, and all the like 10-year-olds just want a little wave from them, and they just no interest. They just went straight through and showed the kids no respect at all. It's really disappointing, I find. I think it's horrible that. Can't stand it. But what, one question That's I want to ask you, though, is you've joined, what did you say, 13 or 14 you joined the Arsenal, you the said, business. right? When you... What, at what age did you realise, and we're all biased, yeah. that Arsenal was a special club? Not just the club you're playing for, but a special club compared to the other clubs around. So, I'm from a little village just out of Lancaster, Little Pidge, right? And in those days, there wasn't mobile phones, you know, talking like late 60s early 70s it was nothing and at the age of 12 i got asked to go to sheffield united who were in the top division at the time people like len badger and alan woodward playing for them and mickey spate and uh that was down the road from me and i went there and i stayed a week and i stayed in digs with mrs cooper my first ever landlady and I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Came back home, loved it. The following half term, got in touch again. Graham, we'd like you down. So I went down again, loved it. I'd, I'd, I'd done this for about six months. 
And then the scout came. He came round one Sunday afternoon after after our game, and he said to me, Dad, uh, Mr. Ricks, we'd really like Graham to sign associate schoolboy forms for Sheffield United. And I'm, I'm like, you know, sat on the settee like that, little, little 11, 12 year old kid. And uh, my dad went, no, he's not signing. And I looked at my dad as if say, dad, you lost your fucking <laughs> marbles or something. <laughs> <laughs> and he went, and afterwards I went, dad, dad, you know I want to be a footballer. Why, why, why? Don't aside from him. He said, you gain nothing for it. He said, oh, because he ties you to the club. He said, you never know what's around the corner, Graham. A month later, there was a knock on the door on a Sunday tea time. And it was a scout for Arsenal, a bloke called Bill James. Hello, Mr. Ricks. Yeah, we'd like your son, Graham, to come down at half term. And oh, my God. So... I went to Arsenal. I went to I went to Leeds United. Spent some time up there. They were my team. I went to Donny Rovers, my local team. I went to Jeff United. I could have gone to Spurs. I could have gone to Haas. I could have gone to Wolves. Every club was chasing me. Once I've been to Arsenal for the first time, that was it. <laughs> Everything was different league. Coaches, the training, the facilities, the atmosphere, the opportunity, the the, the camaraderie, uh, everything about it, everything was special, so spot on. I'd already made my mind up. This is if they want me, this is where I want to go. This is where I'm coming. Oh, and uh, right, right. To you see, they were trying hard to persuade me to sign, not with, not with money. Yeah, and uh, they actually brought my mum and dad down for a, for a weekend. And they, obviously, we got the treatment, you know, sit upstairs, have, have dinner in the restaurant, then watch the match, you know, treated like kings. And as we, we got up to the restaurant for the first time, one old commissioners, my mum's coat off and said, I'll take that for you, Mrs. Ricks. And she turned around, she, she couldn't believe he knew her name. London was nicking a coat. To know who she was <laughs> and take it off. And, and after, after after that weekend, she said to me, "This is where you got to come, Graham. You've got to come here." I said, "Yeah, no more. No brain. Yes. No brain. What a great story. Fantastic. Did they? Did, did, what did they do with the whippet and the flat cap, Graham? Only it worked out for. Us. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> that's a great there's story a, that is what a there's a couple story. of uh, questions in the private chat guys if you can have Still a look there. at those and uh, ask those because he's, right. he's, no, yeah, he's, he's only got five more minutes so I was, a mad fan. I was a mad Leeds fan when I was a kid yeah so I was, that's so I'm surprised you didn't never yeah I'm surprised you didn't then when I came down, sign for Leeds in just shows you, doesn't it, what our big Arsenal is in. Big, big draw it was. Oh, yeah. But it won the mm, same. Definitely. See, I, 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 it, it, they weren't, I mean, obviously, they, they won the Dublin 71. I joined in 74. 
It wasn't that. It was how helpful and nice everybody was. You know, from the physios to the coaches to, to Ernie Collick taking you to your digs to the landlady being how nice she... Just everything about it. You was, the, I'll, I'll give you a little insight into the difference. When I went to Sheffield United, I loved it. Absolutely loved Good people. Really good club. <clears throat> and my first landlady, Mrs Cooper, she used to work at Sheffield United in the Derby. And years later, I went in there as a first-team player of Arsenal to find her. And she remembered me, Mrs. Cooper. Can you believe that? She said, I followed your career. Yeah. I'm delighted for you. Oh, so, that's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Graham, who were your heroes at Leeds then? Going uh, great, when you were growing up? Was it like Bremner and people like that? Yeah, all those people. They Brendan were a very Charles, good team. Then. When oh, phenomenal team. Didn't like them, but they were a very good team. <laughs> Dirty leagues. That's where it all came from, isn't it? Oh, they're players. I went to the PFA dinner and I sat with all the Arsenal boys on the table, sat next to Liam, you know, Dickie Bowen and all that business, thought it was the dogs. And uh, <laughs> the Leeds lads walked in. They all walked in past our table to get to their table. And they all went, all right, all right. you know, there was that animosity between them, like, obviously still. And Eddie Gray said, all right, Graham, <laughs> I, I had to phone dad that night when I got in and said, mm-hmm. Eddie Gray spoke to me. He knew my name and everything. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. He was my hero. God. He never had a bad left foot either, nice did he? Eddie Gray. Wow, what a left foot he had as well. Dirty Leeds United, but uh, what a good side, though. What a good side. Yeah. Oh, my God. I went to the... Um, Yes, League Cup gonna, against Leeds. Again, and was it 68? I think it was, Graham. Leeds played Arsenal. First final I've ever been to at Wembley. And you, Leeds, I said you, not you. Leeds beat us 1 0. Cooper scored when they no, uh, think, they did I the goalkeeper. Charlton did the goalkeeper. Yeah, 68, yeah. And Melvin. Was it all, What's that? I say, I unfortunately, uh, Graham's got a. Shoot okay. off at nine, which is oh, a couple of minutes time. Anyway, I come out of that ground. Yeah, well, no, I'm talking about the Leeds game. We must have been the year before. Yourself. I think we played two years running. And I come out of that ground, I was in tears because I saw the way they scored the goal leads and they wasted time like <laughs> I've never, ever seen before. They'd walked 80 yards to take a throw on, they'd go on the deck, and it yeah. like, you know... I just felt so horrible. We all listen. We always get beat Arsenal. You know, we get beat like everyone else. But that one was a horrible, horrible one to take. The way they did it, Leeds. <coughs> but they were Lee, a very good team. Lee, yeah. do, you, do you mind? And now, uh, you know, and now everybody wrapping up in a second. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Okay. Listen, Graham, we've got to wrap it up there. Say that again. Yeah, oh, next time we've got... yeah, exactly. Yeah. Next time we've got to sort the sound out. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, let's, let's, I know you've got to go. We've got you've got to shoot off, so we'll wrap it up there now. Graham, it's been wonderful listening to those memories and all that. Some great stories and all that. Like, so on behalf of Andrew, because he can't say, he's saying thank you oh, very much. So annoying, you know. So uh, it's been, uh, been a pleasure talking to you, and I'm sure everybody in the chat has loved it as well. So uh, um, we'll have to rearrange it another one. Soon. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, like you know. Graham, again, from here. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Some fantastic stories and uh, fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers, Graham. <laughs> yeah, and uh, thank you to everyone watching and uh, listening. And You're please welcome, give guys. us a like. You're welcome. And subscribe. And that was, oh, was so frustrating. Can you imagine? Yeah. Like, I can't was, say yeah, nothing. Yeah. Honestly, oh, listen, I don't he, know. he was fantastic. I tell you what, it's some great stories here. Oh, well, uh, what, what, what a gentleman! What a gentleman! I think we can uh, arrange to get him back on. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, we literally sure, didn't yeah, touch right. the. Well, no, we didn't even touch the sides, really, did we? I mean, there's so many more stories we could. Well, talk no, no, to he wanted about. to come back on, which is great. But like, um, what I like all of those players back in that day. There's, there's mm. a sort of the ones that were brought up. They're all like that. They're all 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 can talk to you. All got time to talk yeah, to you. Definitely. There's just something about that. It's brought it's brought up in them to be like that, you know. And uh, yeah, it, it was fantastic listening to a few of these stories there, and um, you know the disappointment of that FA Cup uh, final in in '78 uh, because I like um, a lot of people have asked me about that question because he, he he had played all those games and to be left mm. out. Unbelievable decision. But yeah, I know. He, he come back the following year and. Uh, well, I thought he was brilliant in the cup final. We didn't really, you know, we didn't really say about the cross, did we? Like, it was no, like, I never mentioned well, that. Well, that's it. That's Wonderful. it. I mean, yeah, unbelievable. I mean, there's so many things we could talk to him about. Yeah. Um, you know, and I was so oh, so frustrating, that was. Uh, but never mind. At least uh, you Terrific guys guess. got to talk to him. Well, we got Terrific to talk to him. You stood up, Andrew, and didn't. You know what I mean? Unbelievable. Like, you know, so. But, um, yeah. Oh, it's wonderful, wonderful. You're like, just going back in time. And isn't it great that a player like him, the fond memories of of Highbury still, you know, like it was it's such a it's such a big thing, Highbury. You know, you talk to any of the old players that played there, they all say the same. You know, you know, I think in hindsight now we should never have ever got never left there. Uh, oh, mate, honestly, I totally agree with you. I think it was uh, David O'Leary would have once said, no, no, David O'Leary, um, was it? Uh... Or it might have been uh, Bob Wilson, actually. I'm not sure. Don't quote me. But one, it's one of those sort of guys of that generation said, whenever you leave, uh, any player that leaves Arsenal, ever, you know, it, and you go to another club, it it's always feels like a step down in quality. Mm. And uh, those words always stuck with me. And I think, and no matter what players you, you talk to, they all say the same. You know, that it's just not the it's same. It's about, club. isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, so... I'll tell you what, someone just put in the chat never really spoke about the 79 Cup final. We didn't really, did we? No, you know, no that's what I mean. No. You, know, you know what I mean? It went the, so the quick, time's, it? Yeah. The time's just flown. I know, that's yeah. what I mean. I'm um, I'm going to have to uh, contact him and obviously uh, thank him very much, uh, but get him on again because yeah. uh, there's so many more things we could talk about. And um, uh, the other thing I wanted to talk to him about was uh, the, the, the terribly sad news, which we can end on today, of Maradona passing away at the age of 60. And I mean, what a what a player. I mean, everyone knows the stories about, uh, you know, what, what went on in his private life and all the stuff he got up to. But I mean, 
as a player and you know what a player he's got to be one of the best players i've ever seen obviously and there's loads of comparisons nowadays with 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 messi and so on and so forth but there was no one else like him was there when we were sort of you know younger and you know, we never no. we've never seen that like before have we guys never I, seen I, that I, like before i work with the three argentinian girls who know about football just and they say to me that uh, that messi is not in the same league as Marad uh, Maradona over there, he was a god. Messi, fantastic. They love uh, Messi, but it's on a different level. Maradona is something, and they reckon that Argentina is going to have three days of national uh, morning or something. Isn't it? Morning yeah. something, you know. I mean, that is just that yeah. alone. I mean, the respect and what he did in his private life. At the end of the day, people have done a lot worse in their private life. You know what I mean? yeah. But uh, and uh, the joy he gave to so many people was just unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, without, well, I don't know about you guys, but without a shadow of a doubt, and I, I, the best player I've ever seen, yeah, without and a shadow, of doubt, I don't know, no, no comparison. You can talk Messi, Ronaldo, no. great players, not, not, not in the same league as him, as far as I'm concerned. You know what I mean? To play on those pitches, he to, to be kicked like he was kicked, and he got up, ah, oh, a sensational player, absolutely sensational. And yeah. Arsenal will be signed him, you know what I mean? Did they, is that right? Yeah. 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 Do you know? Have you listened to the, um, stat, uh, the uh, I think it's a stat, what's it called? Stadio podcast. Um, I listened to so many. Short, it's, only, it's only a short one. It's about 20, 25 minutes. It was out about two or three weeks ago. I sent, actually, I put the link in the uh, show description afterwards. Oh. Um, and it's uh, when Maradona played for Spurs. Yeah, it was that, testimonial. Yeah, but testimonial. I went to that, that guy. It's the behind the scenes uh, of that oh. and the story oh, behind really? it and everything. And uh, I mean, one of the little bits is like he was literally doing keepy uppies in the changing rooms. Uh, and I think he had bare feet and just a pair of shorts on, nothing else. And <laughs> whilst he, uh, he literally just turned up and uh, he was he was signing autographs without, you know, looking, signing autographs for people whilst he was doing these keepy uppies in the changing room as well at the same time. And people just could not believe the skill and the quality that he, that he had, and it's, it's an amazing story. But yeah, I, I, I've never seen any player like him when I was a kid. No. And I just, even when he did the handball, yeah, I, I couldn't, I still couldn't hate him. <laughs> I was just I like, never hated him. No, 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 no way. way. No so, so many people did, you know, and no, I, thought, no, I couldn't I, understand I, 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 it I myself. Never, I never took that against him in any shape or form. I admired the goal no. that he got. In the, the, the second goal we got and you know I wanted to go and win that World Cup because I didn't, I didn't like the Germans you know what I mean and that, yeah. that was as simple as that you know and uh, he was just breathtaking in that 86 he was breathtaking absolutely breathtaking in that World Cup he, he, just, he, yeah. he played against England I think when he was 18 at Wembley and I'd read a little bit about him never seen him play and, and the game was on TV and in the first few minutes he scored the, he nearly scored a goal like he did against England that one when he dribbled <laughs> He went from in his own half, went past about three or four players, and instead of it went in, it went just past the post. I thought, this yeah, unbelievable. unbelievable. I know. Oh. And, and I tell you what, I don't think anyone really could argue. And it's like Jonathan Porter. Uh, thanks, Jonathan, for watching. And uh, he's put a message on there, and I couldn't agree more. It was something I was just thinking. He said Maradona was the best. He lifted a poor Argentinian side to the World Cup and a small club like Napoli. Uh, to the European and league success, and I don't think 
that could Spot be overstated, can it? I don't think that could be overstated. And he genuinely yeah. is the closest thing to winning the World Cup on his own. You know, he carried them on his back, didn't he? Oh, he did, though, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All that they did have some good players, but he just oh, took they them. Did. They could defend uh, as well. They did they, have some they, he just took them to a level which which one yeah. of, he, he just give them the different, and that's what he was, you know. And you know, Napoli would never got near the title until he no, came along. And no way, you know. You've obviously seen the show, in not you? The uh, yeah, whenever Argentina come on the oh. telly in a World Cup and all, you just watch them because of Maradona. You know what I mean? Maradona's yeah. playing, and you just you, you you just sat there and watched him and. You know, it was the worst team in 1990, but he, he carried that team to the final as well. And you yeah, just think, yeah. my God. He just, and he was just in awe of him. You know, a wonderful, wonderful player. And mm. oh, a sad day for football. I'll tell you that now. It's it really is. Really it, it, it is. Yeah. 60 years old. Uh, nothing, yeah. is it? So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm, I'm really sad about it. It didn't hit me quite hard. I'm, I'm just like, uh, yeah, it's a shame. I'm, I'm going to watch that Maradona, you know, uh, documentary again. I think just yeah, yeah that's quality. That idea. Idea. If you're not seeing that, watch it. Absolutely, watch it. It's quality, like you know. So. Oh, it just shows you what it. I mean, you. Can't, I know he's just he's he had his um, you know, his problems off the field and everything, but the the life he must have lived. Uh, you, you can understand it, can't you? Yeah. I mean, he must have. I mean, he literally was the most famous person in the world at once after yeah. the '86. And it, it must have been so such stressful life to live. Well, he couldn't people, go out anywhere or anything like that. So, no. well, well, people loved him like they love a god. He was a god over there, yeah. wasn't he? We're just a yeah. footballer, weren't we? Yeah. Well, no. the world over, and and footballers weren't yeah, like the they were nowadays. Yeah, football. Yeah. Uh, uh, don't forget, he was probably one, not one of the first, but I mean, obviously, did yeah players like Bobby Charlton and all that that world famous, but. I think he took it to another level in the in the eighties, and and don't forget, football was sort of looked down upon in the eighties, wasn't it? it? It wasn't the same as it as it is now. It was because we had all the violence in the UK and everything, and all the tragedies and uh, and so on. But he he sort of took superstardom within football to a new level at that point. Yeah, yeah he, did. he won a title in a different country. Pelé won mm. all the titles in his own country, didn't he? He'd leave. Mm. He never went mm. to a European to test himself in Europe. Not saying he should have done, but he just didn't. But mm. Maradona did it in the yeah, in Europe yeah. and he did it for his country as well. You know? Phenomenal. Kicked out of Barcelona. In Spain, they just kicked him to, to smithereens. So just... Uh, you ever he, see he, some he of did, games? didn't care, did he? I know, just, you know. Horrendous what they done to him, really. But, yeah, they, horrible, but he got back, up and, uh, got back up and done it again. And, you know, even in the 82 World Cup, which uh, Graham was playing in, it, they... I got sent off in the end, but um, I was kicking it. Jen Seeley, you remember him, was kicking him all night. Yeah, oh, yeah. God, yeah. Oh, my God, oh, yeah. Man. He was hard, wasn't he? How hard yeah. Was like, yeah. But, you know, I you're know. Talking, talking some, you know, tough defenders then in those days, you know. So, And they was allowed to kick you, by the way. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. There was yeah. The tackling from behind was all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a good, used to get a free hit, you know what I mean? So um, <laughs> First minute, here I am. Yeah. There you are, like... Take that, Diego. Like, yeah, I know. Right. It's, <laughs> I mean, fair play to Napoli for being able, to, being able to sign him. I mean, what a signing that was for them. I mean, they've never seen the likes ever since, have they? But um, I, I, he will be missed, um, definitely. I think it's just such a, sh- a young age to to lose him. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a very sad day for football, like you said, Lee. It really is. Know, so, anyway, guys. 
sorry, go on. No, no go on. Go no, on what were you going to say? Sad guy that I've been on a couple of pods with um, who passed away today. Didn't he, Lee? Oh, heavy D, yeah, yeah, Colin. Heavy yeah. D. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I didn't know him well. I've been in a couple of pods with him. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. Very yeah, sad. 43, very sad. Like, 43, no, whether you loved him or he oh. didn't, you know, he was a larger-in-life character. I always got on really well with Colin, and uh, he was never a uh, flash. You know, it, when he come out of Big Brother, um, he was always still the same person, you know, crazy. But, uh, yeah, and he, he had his boxing. Um, when he was doing his boxing, he invited, uh, funny enough, me and Claude to go and watch it at the O2 light, and uh, he looked after us that day, you know, and, uh, yeah, very, very sad to... Like, you know, and um, I don't know what's happened. No one seems to know, but like 43, tragic, like, you know. Oh, honestly, tragic. yeah. I mean, I've literally hardly, I've, I've been at work all day, so I didn't, I didn't know about that. So that is very, very sad news. But, yeah, far too young. This, this year, do you know what? This year can't finish quick enough, can it? I mean, it's just, I'm not that changing the, the, the calendar is going to magically change everything. Nah. But this year has been the worst in, well, it's been the worst memory. I'll tell you that now, like, you know, so. Oh, not, you know, not the so, only one, mate. My life is, was, this time last year, was, uh, you know, as happy as could be. And uh, it's just, a, it, I just want to get rid of it, mate. It's just yeah. an awful, awful night. But anyway, let, just I don't want to uh, end this uh, episode in a, on a really sad note. That's a bad Oh, I won't let you then, Andrew. I'm not going to let you do that. Let's put it this way. When things turn, and they will, We'll all appreciate the better times more, won't we? Oh, 100%. Way, and, 100%. And, uh, yeah. So don't worry about uh, anything. You know, exactly. Exactly. And I, I'd really I put in the uh, private chat a couple of messages that you guys could have read, but one of them yeah. was, I wonder I wonder whether Graham... You said mention his, about... Oh, I said Grow his hair yeah. back. I wonder, I wonder whether Graham could grow his hair back. Well, into I don't think he could room. after seeing him today. Yeah, but no, yeah, I don't think so. He's got more hair than, uh, than a lot of us. Yeah, well, he might, he, he, you know, as it happens, he, he's that hairstyle that he had it back in the 80s. It's sort of come back, isn't it? That's what you're sort of saying. With That's the what I want about. Because Gwendouzi, Louise, and uh, Willian, they're doing the Rixie, aren't they? They're having the Rixie. Yeah, you know absolutely. I mean, so. And he was, I mean, he was eight, probably eight stone wet through, wasn't he, uh, Graham Ricks, when he was you playing? Were, like, he was... Very, thin, very thin, wasn't he, like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, but he was I'll tough, though, what, like a lot of players. Underrated at Arsenal. I know, like... Yeah, um, yeah, he was. I didn't want to say that to him today, but, like, um, sort of went under the radar. And I, 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 in when um, Liam Brady left, there was a lot put on him. And I'll tell you, a lot put on him... And Paul Davis, Paul Davis was the sort of oh, one that came yeah. in, and he got a brunt of the stick because of it, you what know. And, and what what wonderful play and what mental strength he had because he come through that uh, yeah. the, the the Arsenal boo, boo, boo boys to become a you know well respected well, and loved, you know. So, absolutely. I mean, he could have gone yeah. the other way for Tony Adams as well. I mean, I when he first broke into the team, he was making so many mistakes, you know, when he was younger. And you know, but they, they stuck with him, and that's what you need yeah. to do with the younger players. Just like, yeah, get him the experience and just ride it through. But you don't get that time no more. You don't oh, get that oh, time there. I remember. I don't know if you remember it. Like uh, Frank Stapleton got the bit of the old boots oh, yeah. first coming to the side. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, they wasn't quite. Uh, it took him a little while to turn it around. So, and that's why I think you've mm. got to have a bit of mental strength to be an Arsenal man. You know what I mean? Yeah. To come through yeah. It all. 
And uh, I'm afraid this current team, uh, you know, uh, like someone like Graham Ricks, let's face it now, he'd walk into this Arsenal side on his, oh, yeah. in his like, we'll yeah, yeah. absolutely walk into it, like, you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. I think uh, like, Paul Davis as well would be one of the most sought after midfielders, yeah. you know, in Europe. In Europe, uh, I think he's, he's another one that's really underrated. He was class act. And I mean, Rowcastle, Castle. I mean, he would be probably. I mean, he'd be. You couldn't put a price on his head. A player like Rowcastle like as well. Rocky. I don't know why, um, but the fans just took to him straight away. But I think maybe because of the name Rocky wrote, but I don't know why. But he, he had a lovely he, face. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's just a. He, he had the. The, the aura about him, where, where when he first walked into the side, you was you, you liked him, didn't you? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Fans give him a chance. Mind you, he did 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 do well. Got you know when he first came in, but he was never a boo boy. He, he straight away no. the fans took no. to him. But yeah, as you say, Paul Davis, Frank Statement, and they had to that like, Graham Ricks. To be fair, come straight in and the fans yeah. took to him, didn't they? He but, scored uh, his first game. He's really young. Willie, he did. Willie, Willie Young did. Leicester. He never, you know what I mean? Like, Le- so. Leicester, I think, wasn't it? I think yeah, it was Leicester. Leicester. Yeah, Leicester 3-0. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah. I remember um, there was a podcast I listened to earlier today. and I, I, I can't think which one it was. And I do apologise for those people that uh, did it. But they said they told a Roadcastle story as, uh, as well about um, it's against Huddersfield in the Cup. In fact, actually, it was. Uh, it might be in the Ars blog. It might be you know James from the Ars blog who said it. And uh, within a couple of minutes, you know, he was getting clattered and clattered by this left back from Huddersfield uh, in the cup, and um, he was taking all this grief. And then two minutes later, Roadcastle just took this bloke out, literally just flattened him, you know, and. Uh, and he looks over him as if like, like a glad- gladiator sort of thing, you know, you know, like uh, Rob Holding did a, a rip off of uh, against Sadi um, Mane the uh, last season, and he was looking over him like that as if to say, you know, I, you know, do what you like, mate, but you know, this I'm David Rocast or something, and he, he just took no crap that guy. Yeah. That he was he was as tough player. as an ox. Proper I mean, it, proper strong player, you know, real character, but he also. Had the skill of a Brazilian player, didn't he? Of, of, of the he had generation. everything, didn't he? As a footballer, he had everything. Anything you want yeah. to be a footballer, he had it, and that was it. I was he did. Yeah. Record that brilliant goal again, uh, when he beat, he beat uh, Robson. He beat on a halfway line, chipped the keeper. Amazing. When he United that game, oh, it's fantastic. That, that's, Jonathan's just put a great thing in the chat there because you know look, we lost Frank Stapleton and and, and, and Graham Weaver alluded to it and we oh, played yeah. with Lee Chapman, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah, God. And he, he sort of said there wasn't this. Really good. This, the player that signed weren't the same as Frank Stapleton. Like, you know what I mean? I, oh yeah. Like, he bloody weren't. Lee you know Chapman. what I mean? I had Lee that Chapman. written down to ask him as well, oh, Graham. Oh, I said Lee, Lee. I, I was going to say Orley, about... we should have asked him those questions, John Orley. What? No wonder. No wonder. Ray Hankin. Do you remember him? Ray, Ray oh, Hankin. Ray Hankin. Oh, oh my God! Yeah. And who's that geezer? Cosim Cosimodo? No, Cos, an Australian guy played centre forward. I think he we brought him on a sub and took him off ten minutes later. Oh yeah, oh, what was his name? Caught with a K. He came from Australia. Kosiecki. No, I can't remember um, his name now. But we well, no, no, went for about six or seven centre forwards after Stapleton. We just yeah, couldn't get oh. it right. Well, no, I was going to ask him whether Lee Chapman was the worst worst 
centre forward Arsenal have ever had. No, you know, I, 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 oh, I, mate, honestly, I hated. I mean, I shouldn't. Say that. Just, I, don't he, hate, I don't hate any goons. We just but, Arsenal. We just come in to you know oh, to replace Char, uh, to replace Frank Stone. It never worked, did it? Like, he was in other clubs with him, no but, Lee. He done all right for the other clubs, didn't he? He played for Lee. Yeah, well. He went to, went to uh, I think yeah, Wednesday, he scored against yeah. us. Yeah. Got the winner. He went he went for Lee, didn't he? I can't think of a worse well one. Forest, he done really well at Knott's Forest under Brian Clough, That's who was it, a fucking yeah. sort of person. You know what I mean, uh, give him his due. It just it didn't just work for us. Right. Yeah, it just didn't work for us. Awful. Awful for us. We had a little anyway. bit of a bad time around there, didn't we? Right, but we did. Exactly. It was a... It was if you live live through those Terry Terry Neal years, you know you'd never moan about anything that's going on at the moment. Ah, no, like, honestly, no. you know it's like a different world. Oh, I never ever thought would you know when you're going through the mid eighties and that we, we had that really poor period before George Graham turned up, and it was it was horrible, right. you know. <laughs> but if you live through those and you come out the other side, you can live through any any period of Arsenal. I think. What Graham said there, Arsenal were close to something. Back in the eighties, we yeah. yeah. same old bloody Arsenal. Just don't. Yeah, nothing changes. Even, nothing changes. Even back then. <laughs> even back then, you know what I mean. So, like one, I mean, uh, one or two players away, we was one or two players away. I remember uh, Chris White playing up front for us as a striker right, yeah. under under. Um, Another lovely uh, fellow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it, not as a striker, mate. No, honestly, you don't want him up front. Do you know a little story about Chris White? He, he, he played, actually, 99 games for Arsenal. So he, mm. he never be able, he wasn't allowed in the 100 club. So he, he can never get a freebie at the Arsenal. He has to always buy his tickets and oh, everything like that. That's a shame, Yeah, because he, he got 90. If he had played one more game, he would have been in the 100 club. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. So, yeah, he should have... So, um, he should have shaved his head that as well, Chris White. That's the one thing I always remember about him. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Love, really nice guy. Really yeah. Nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyway, I'm going to have to leave it there, guys. Really and I can't thank, thank you enough. Um, really maybe, thank you very much. Maybe you can both come back on when we have the next Graham Rick show as well. Yeah, come back on I'll together. I look forward to that. That was great. Well, that was, I really appreciate it. Right, it's on, Andrew. I really appreciate that. It was really... Yeah, yeah mate. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate it. it. Good to no problem at all. The good old days. Great. Yeah, it was. It was. It, just to forget about the weekend's match. Yeah. Forget about what's happening at the moment and just talk about when Arsenal were great, you know. Or well, that's not when particularly great. great. Not great. That is when I fell in love with Arsenal. That's when, you know... As a kid growing up, that's what that, yeah. why I feel for Arsenal now is because of you know people like Graham Rixley and Brady. And exactly. To yeah. have, a, to get, have the opportunity to talk to him. I, I thank you very much for that. Not problem. Not problem at all. And uh, yeah, hopefully getting back on very soon. And uh, once again, thanks ever, ever so much for everyone watching live uh, or listening back to this on the audio. Please give us a like before you go. Really, really appreciate that. That includes you two guys. And uh, <laughs> subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already because, uh, yeah, I'd like to, you know, see if we can get a few more viewers further down the line. Keep growing it. But uh, thanks again.